Hello and welcome to episode two of the new series of Sporadically Speaking. Um, thank you to everybody who's given the feedback on the first new episode. That's really good to hear. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to keep this going. I've got some more episodes lined up ready to go and people booked in, as I said before. This episode of Sporadically Speaking is focused primarily on football um, but you don't really have to be a football fan to enjoy it so I hope that hasn't made some of you turn off. Um, I am a football fan, I'm a big football fan and I know plenty of you probably are as well. Um, with the current situation that we're living in with coronavirus and the pandemic obviously football and sport in general has taken a huge hit with everything stopping um, and I so Weymouth, where I live, has a football club. Yeah, and I thought it would be interesting to kind of talk to somebody about the impact of that and what that's having on a club and the community as well. So I've gone, I've kept it local. And on this episode, I'm speaking to one of the directors of Weymouth Football Club, uh, also known as the Terrors. Uh, his name is Josh Barton, and he has a lot to say about you know, the ins and outs of a club during a time like this. Uh, he talks a bit about himself and how he went from being a football fan to then finding himself in this position, this decision-making position at uh, a club that he loves, which is quite interesting to hear his perspective on. But then, yeah, because of the way that um, the pandemic has affected the club and leagues across the country and across the world, actually, he has just given some very personal um, insight about what that what that means for the club and what it means for the community and all that kind of stuff. He talks about how the past twelve months for Weymouth Weymouth Football Club in particular have been a bit of a roller coaster. Those who, I mean, I'm not going to ramble on about it now, but uh, Weymouth were promoted last season, and then now we find ourselves in this season where they were having a really good run of games and then all of a sudden everything stops and everybody is a bit unsure about where things are going for the next few weeks and months and what's going to happen to the season. Um, you know, there is a broader conversation to be had about what football means and what sport means to people. Uh, there's lots of people out there are very quick to say, you know, it's football, it doesn't matter, it's no big deal, which to a certain extent is true. But to lots of people it does matter and for much deeper reasons than it's just going to watch a, a sports game you know we're all very weird interesting creatures and creatures of habit so to have something like your weekly uh, trip to watch your favorite sports team just taken away from you is going to have certain effects on people some worse than others um yes yeah, so we talk a bit about that and yeah and as i say there is a broader conversation to be had and i would like to maybe once the season picks up again if it ever does or once football resumes back to normal i'll definitely speak to josh again 
and see how uh, the club and the players have all adjusted to having to get back in action. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, like I say, even if you're not a football fan, I hope you listen to this because Josh is a he gives a really, really honest and open perspective on this. You know, football has been, at least throughout my lifetime, is is very closed off. You know, it's very, you know, press conferences and things like that can be so dull because you don't really get any kind of decent insight. The same scripted answers are said over and over again. People are so afraid to give away tactics. And, you know, particularly at the top level, you know, there's a lot of money involved. Clubs don't want to take a certain stance on certain things and I can see why but it just becomes very dull and very boring so when you're at the sort of grassroots level and this level this non-league level of Weymouth um, it's it's really good to get a more open and honest um, insight and opinion and Josh isn't afraid to give his opinions you know he's he, he loves his football he loves the club and you know he knows what it means to people uh, that might be listening to this so he knows that he doesn't just want to say the same old rubbish over and over again. Uh, he gives some answers to some questions, um, which I think uh, fans of the club will love to hear. Um, and then some of them might not love to hear. You know, everybody's got different opinions. And that's what's great about this kind of time we live in. You know, we can all share our opinions. Some might say it's the worst thing about the time we live in. Everybody's got an opinion. Everyone's able to share it. But I personally, I enjoy that. I think it's great to hear what people think and keep conversations going as long as it's sensible, you know, and we can avoid any kind of uh, ridiculousness that kind of happens a lot. But yeah, I like to keep the conversations going. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, coming up uh, after this episode, as I say, there are, I've got another one recorded already, which will come along soon. Uh, and then I've got some more set up to record over the next couple of weeks. So we're going to keep going with this. Um, I want to thank Josh again for his time. I really hope you enjoy this. And yeah, if you do like it, don't forget to subscribe because that's really good. That's really helpful. And I hope you enjoy. Well, yeah, so we'll get started. But obviously... I know who you are, but for anybody that's going to be listening to this, why don't you just give a little introduction to yourself and tell people that listen to this who you are? Okay, so um, I'm Josh Barton. I'm a director at Weymouth Football Club. I run the uh, social media pages on uh, the football club. Obviously, we got promoted from the Southern League last season, currently in the uh, Vanarama National League South, waiting to see what happens uh, for the rest of the season, really. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's a weird situation we're in and we'll I've kind of the focus of this chat with you like I want to talk about you specifically first and then sort of more broadly about the club so just from your standpoint why don't you tell me a bit about how you got into the position you are now how did you go from you know what I presume just being a fan of the terrors and then now get into the role you're in today tell us how that journey kind of happened uh, it's quite it's quite an interesting funny story really um we, I got involved with the social media side of the club about four years ago now, uh, and it, it developed from there. A uh, long-term friend of mine, Ryan Asman, who now runs our website, myself and him, uh, we, we took up the more and more of the social media activity at the club, yeah. and we wanted to develop it our own way, um, which we did straight away. 
um, it was always a work in progress. We gained more followers very quickly. That coincided with the team doing so well on the pitch. Um, uh, so I've, I've been doing the media side of it for a very long time. We've looked to um, get more creative with what we do, get more interactions with what we do. As time's gone on, I'm pleased to say now, I think we're standing at um, 12.4k followers on Twitter. Yeah. I think we've got over 5,000 likes on Facebook, closing in on 5,000 on Instagram. And our YouTube page now is, is going from strength to strength. Obviously, yourself, Kelsey, you've had a little bit of a toe in to the club and sure. sort of and uh, sort of looked in looked in and sort of um you did that that video set which was excellent um but from a uh, obviously becoming a director of the club and a decision maker i guess that was <laughs> it was a funny story actually um we were coming back from an fa cup game i remember it quite vividly it was chelmsford away um we were a league below chelmsford at the time we were in the southern league they were in the conference south we'd lost 2-1 but it, we were really unfortunate to not take anything from the game I remember the game quite clearly and um, people sort of were joking at me about sort of being a loyal fan I, I was going home in a way I don't think I think I've missed one one or two wave of games in about 10 years um, so people sort of joking he said you're already in the club you know we need directors we need somebody to come on board somebody young you know butter me up a little bit <laughs> and um, <laughs> the, the, the rest is history I guess and I obviously took it on and now I'm sat making decisions for my football club which you know people can call it cheesy people can call it whatever they want but um, it's an honour I enjoy every minute of every um, you know of of, of the whole entire club because you know we've gone from strength to strength people would have seen that now themselves there are times where it's tricky I mean you know, and particularly, I'm sure we'll come on to this, but particularly in these sort of current unprecedented times where we don't know what's happening, we have to make decisions that aren't always popular, but it's always in the best interests of of our fans. And at the end of the day, that that's what we're there for. That's cool, man. And like I said, it's, it's just really, this is why I wanted to talk to you, because I knew that you had gone from that being a loyal fan to finding yourself in this position you are now which you know that's that's fantastic and you know I'm really I'm pleased for you but also does that does it sort of change when that happened does it change your perspective of the game at all because you know when you go from it from being just a fan you know and then you're it's it's a job does that take any of the magic away for you or how, how does your perspective change on football in general I think for me, other people might be different, but for me, it almost my, my love for the game kind of grew. My love for the club grew. I've become very defensive um, so of the club, so I don't have a bad word said about it. Um, some people can say that that's not necessarily a good thing, but I've got better at opening up to different opinions. Um, I'm always very open with, with like people that are my friends that are also fans and fans in general. I always say that it's better that because I've been there, obviously, as, you, as I've just said, you know, I've been a supporter of the club for 15 years altogether. So longer than that, even. So, you know, I, I've been that other side. Does it change too much? I guess it probably does because I do see different sides of football. Obviously, the admin side, players, um, negotiations, uh, you know, 
having to deal with difficult people, um, you know. So, but it's all good fun and games. I mean, if you look at the top level, we, and obviously I'm not comparing Weymouth to that just yet, but you know, you've got the the way that a director or um, somebody that's in charge of something at a football club works could be ever so slightly different. I mean, I also follow Man United, and you know, you look at the amount of pressure that. Ed Woodward in particular and his board are under, you know, you you can relate. What I can say on that, though, is we've been so successful over the last couple of years that (laughs) they don't really... as much pressure on you. uh, That's right, yeah. They don't really touch you as much when, uh, you know, when you're you're doing well. But when, like you say, when you're losing it and and you haven't got the player in that they want and yeah. are we, you know, I call them the Pep Guardiolas. We've got a few of them that sit behind us in the stand that, um, you know, and, and I always say to them, this is, this is different. We are trying to make decisions with fans, but all of us are fans on the board. Yeah. So yeah, you know, we, we are, we are always trying to make things bigger and better. Absolutely. So your just tell us a bit about your your general obviously the season is on hold at the moment but when it isn't on hold what's your I was going to say what's like a match day like but obviously you're involved more than just match day. So throughout the week leading up to a game how does that usually work leading up to a kickoff I suppose. So when we've got a Saturday match day um it's build up to the game from a social media point of view. Yeah. Um there's a team of us that will promote the game by using graphics, by using an old match report, by doing a preview, the usual generic stuff. And we do like to mix things up ever so slightly um, as time goes on. But what I would say on that is we've had to, due to these circumstances, we've had to develop what we do ever so slightly. It's been unusual for everybody. I mean, you're obviously a football fan. You've been involved in the game. It's hard for everyone. And to for the fans to understand... Um, what what we've had to go from to now with this pandemic, um, it's tricky. It's really hard. It, it, and I'm a guy that likes routine, and I rely on routine quite a lot. Um, and to have that sort of taken away from me has been a struggle. Uh, I know that many other people work like that as well. So we've had to develop. We've had to develop rapidly due to the ongoing situation, it has changed a lot. So just it's just such a crazy contrast when you think about the past 12 months for the club, you know. So tell us about how that's gone, because obviously last season, promotion, absolutely fantastic. You know, the and then even this season, you know, doing well, and then for this to happen kind of and stop everything out of nowhere, what kind of challenges have you been dealing with and how what, what has that felt like to go from basically that huge high to this incredibly is it is a low but it's just such a confusing situation and you know strange situation to be in so what's that been like for you um that's a really tricky one to answer uh, we, we we come off the back of last season and as you will remember it ended up being more stressful than it needed to be um we ended up winning the league on the final day of the season at home i remember the wind was absolutely swirling um, you know, I would. What I would definitely say is, it was elite. It was a build-up, you know, and it was a big team effort. Um, we in the first season we got in the playoffs with 97 points. We finished fifth. 
any other season that would have been us promoted yeah and and we would have been playing national self football um, considerably you know before we ended up doing it so we won the league we beat Farnborough it was typical Weymouth fashion all the goals in the second half edge of your seat stuff you know a lot of emotion particularly at full time a lot of realisation of what we've achieved I have to stress there's no money man there's no single person that's pumping money into chief success other non-league clubs you can't say the same we've done everything with a tight budget living within our means We've got a financial director that's excellent. The manager is and his team are, are second to none at our level. You know, we've we've really achieved something great. We got we come into the national south. We started at Maidstone. I think it was in front of two and a half thousand people, and it was a realization of okay, we've made it to this sort of level now. This is this is a full time team. You know, we're going up through the leagues. And I, truthfully, myself, and I know a lot of other people would, would disagree, but I knew the ability in the team. I knew what we were trying to do. And I wasn't fearing the new league so much. However, if you had said to me we'd be third going into the final eight games of the season, I probably would have laughed at you. And to end, I think we, our last game was obviously Slough at home. We won 2 0. And to end. We think we're going to end at that point anyway. We don't know quite how, but to end that way is disappointing. We, we're not. It looks like we're not going to have a crack at the playoffs. We don't know. We don't know that for sure. But what I can say is it's the, the, the success has moved on. It's continued, and that's on and off the pitch at the club. And it's, it's a fun place to be at. It really is. Every week is different. It throws up challenges, but I wouldn't have it any other way. That's perfect. So have you spoken much, you know, how the attitude that I've seen from the club from this has been great, you know, particularly on social media. And we'll talk a bit more about this in a minute. Um, but what what about sort of players directly in the coach? Like, have you have you spoke to them much? You know, what sort of feelings do you get from them? Are they frustrated? Are they When this happens, when the season stops like this, and to go from that routine, as you say, for that to halt and then just be told, yeah, we're not really sure what's going to happen from here. You might have to pick this up and finish the season, you know, to then keep that m- momentum is a lot of pressure. So have you have you talked to any of the players or anybody else at the club about that? What's the sort of general feeling from them? And, you know, and you can be as, op- as honest or as not so honest as you want. I'm just sort of keen to know because I think the club is quite open and honest and I've seen the players putting out messages on social media as well. But just from your point of view, how is everybody dealing with it? It's a really, really good question. Um, I think the manager's pulling his hair out. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I've spoken to him a few times and, uh, you know, we're all climbing the walls in our own way. I'm sure you are as well. It's yeah. it's tricky with life. And then obviously life comes before football, but you do have to remember that football's still there. And I've seen a lot of comments on social media. I'm going slightly off topic here, but I will return Fine. to what you said. I, I've seen a lot of comments on social media from people saying football doesn't matter. Sport doesn't matter. It doesn't. In the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't. But I think that that's a pretty shallow view. I think a lot of people rely on football uh, for their mental health uh, to improve that. To 100%. Something, something to look forward to a release. And it is important to, to, to everyday life. Everybody has their own hobbies. Everybody enjoys it. Going back to what you said, the players have been great. They're a real honest bunch. 
and we're in a situation where we're not full-time so they've been given their own training programs which they obviously have to complete at home um which they they're all great and they're all they will all do i think for particularly for a non-league part-time footballer it's tricky because they play saturday sometimes tuesday saturday for nine months of the season nine months of the year and they get it tuned into their heads that they go out they try and win they've got that competitive edge so I I can't speak for them but going on the conversations that we've had and the interviews we've done on our podcast which obviously we, we will come on to um, they are the, they're all struggling they're all struggling they want to be playing football we don't know when this is going to uh, when this is going to come to an end or even show signs of coming to an end at this point. So for them, it's hard. For us, it's hard because we, we still haven't had a decision from the FA. Um, and anybody that's kept up with that kept up to date with our activity has noticed that we have tried really hard to be open and honest with the supporters with the shareholders, with the players, with the management about what the next steps will be, um, until we until we know quite the extent of this horrible disease, we don't know when we're coming back, and that's the tricky thing. Yeah, it is difficult, and but as I say, I lo- I love how honest the club is, and I love that they're doing things to keep the fans engaged and so tell us a bit about that what has the club been doing specifically to keep you know give people that dose of football that they're they're missing and and just try to you know show them that we're taking steps to offer something different in this time for because as you say football it is very important to a lot of people for various different reasons so for it to suddenly stop is it does have a huge knock-on effect so the club has been active in doing things to try to to ease that feeling for people. So what's what's the club been up to? So we've, we've uh, since lockdown began, since uh, we, we've played our last game against Slough, we've been doing a weekly podcast. Uh, ben Ashelford, our co- match commentator, has been fronting them. We've had some absolutely brilliant guests on from past and present. Um, I'm sure you remember and everybody remembers Ian Hutchinson playing for Weymouth back in the day. He he obviously made over 550 appearances for the club, managed the club twice. Um, to have him on was great. He was very insightful, knowledgeable about the game and also works as a paramedic. So that was perfect. Gave everybody a little slice of everything. We've had guests like Graham Roberts, who obviously was a record non-league transfer from Weymouth to Tottenham Hotspur. £40,000 back then. So that was engaging for the supporters. We've started to take two feature, which has been excellent. It went down really well, I think. Yeah, and it really has. And it's all been... It was all an idea that was kind of put together by uh, the chairman uh, and various other people. And he sort of come to my, my team with it and said, or our team with it, and said, look, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I haven't got coronavirus, by the way. That was just, <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Um, and he, well, I don't think so. But anyway, so he come to us with that idea and said, look, guys, can you run with it? We're used to doing things kind of on the cusp can you can you run with it so it was a little bit it was something that we were quite new to i mean 
it's something that we we knew we could do and with Ben's commentary it's been excellent Ryan's very good at um, narrowing it all down and making it look really professional with his graphics and and various other things that, that he's been using that's gone down really well I'm really pleased to say obviously without going into figures we've we've raised a lot of money for the football club over the first two games um, we've got the Met Police game from last season coming up on Saturday followed by a podcast um, we've got another one coming up after that I'm sure people can guess the final game that we're going to use um, clearly the, the title winning game so that's going to be great that's a little exclusive as well by the way so you can use that if you like that's, yeah. that's brilliant I'm sure people will work it out but you know these sort of things people have been crying out for we've got an independent fans forum um, where people can come up with ideas moan whinge praise if they want to that but i love that i love i think one of the most recent posts of or might have been the statement from the directors it said you know you encourage ideas from the fans you want to hear what people want to see and that's just you know that's so good to see the club welcoming that because it just it reinforces that idea of a club at this level being really there for the fans and and you know it's so community-led which i you know that's sort of stuff i really love to see Absolutely. And our fans come up with the idea of fundraising during these times because we don't know what what the government's plans are for when the exit strategy, if you like, and even when that's going to be. So we needed to do something to keep things ticking over. If I'm completely honest with you, I wasn't expecting the sort of numbers we've been getting. Terrific. It's been... And I think the the main reason we can praise ourselves until we're blue in the face, but the the real main reason is people are really missing their their Saturday football fix down the Bob Luca Stadium. People really want to see some action. I noticed that various other you know TV stations and radio stations have been doing repeats of the of games in the past as well. So you know it does work. There is a place for it. The next step for me, I would love to see us go back and delve right into the archives. Obviously, that's tricky because videoing of games has moved on drastically, something that I'm sure you'll be very aware of. Um, so we're only working with what we've got. But I have to say, and I really want to emphasise this message to anybody who, who chooses to listen, fans' ideas are sometimes, actually, I'll, I'll change that, a lot of times are brilliant because it's, Generally speaking, they want what's best for the football club. And I always say no idea is a stupid idea. No, I completely agree with you. And, you know, as as you've said, you, we don't know how long this is going to go on. And I think it's not really a time to be... Um, uh, to be to have your arms folded and not welcoming of those sort of ideas because you never know when somebody's going to say something that will just you know uh, that will benefit the club and benefit the fans and it's it's really good to see uh, the club doing everything they can you know still doing everything they can despite the circumstances you know we're all stuck at home where people are uncertain about their futures but you know they understand the people that are involved with the club understand what the club means to people and if the club was to just stop you know, posting on social media or stop putting things out there, it's going to have a, a bit of a negative effect. So I'm really pleased to see that, that the club continues to to be interact, interactive and engaging, I, I suppose is a word. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I mean, just on a sort of slightly different note, um, because you'll have a good insight to this, like thinking about top tier football and 
because as you say, you know, you, you follow the Premier League as well. We follow top tier, tier football. We all do. Well, well most of us do. Um, what's just in your mind, what's some of the differences about how these, how these levels um, uh, contrast? And obviously like people say, well, money is a big deal and maybe skill level, but you know, you and I both know that you'll see skill level. Well, there's players that under certain circumstances that could fit right in at any team. It's just the way it is. But from your point of view, what do you think sets um, what do you think sets clubs like ours apart from top tier and just l- lower non-league football in general? I suppose what sets it apart from the Premier League? Uh, again, really good question. I'd say it, it, you know top flight football has changed rapidly. They're finding that they're trying to come up with ways now on how to restart. Now, this might sound a little bit controversial, but I'm going to go over it anyway. I think they need to get real. Yeah, I think they need to get real. They need to get in. They need to get their minds in to how the fans are sort of looking at it. Do they want to go back? I've heard something today about a lockdown in Wembley, and for it to almost become like a TV show. Now. I know that these circumstances are tricky. I know that Liverpool are 20 odd points clear at the top and whatever, and that there's a big clamber for them to go and win the league. That might sound a little bit bitter then, but, 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 you know, for me, you can't have football without supporters. You just can't. That, that's the way that I look at it. And I think that it is a, what's going on at the moment is a prime example of the difference between the top level of the game and our sort of level of the game, the grassroots. Below us in the Southern League down, so steps three to seven, they've obviously cut the seasons short. It's been null and void. There is no promotion and no relegation. I can clearly see why people would be upset, angry with that team that are at the top. I know that there's a team called Jersey Balls that I think I might be correct on this, but I think they're at step seven. They got they won the league. They won twenty-seven. They won twenty-seven games out of a possible twenty-seven. So, I mean, you can just imagine how bad they're feeling. Yeah. Coming back to the initial point, TV, I think, is a huge thing. TV and social media. Now, obviously, we're heavily involved with social media at an on-league club, but I think that the way that these stars at the top are portrayed. Uh, I know that obviously there's been an argument about how much they should do during these times, what they should give, whether they should accept pay cuts. Now, are they going to be asking the same thing of the bankers and politicians, whatnot, you know, people, high-earning people, I guess. Now, I think that due to that and the fact that there is a negative stigma attached to a lot of these top five players... A lot of it comes back to TV, social media. I think due to that, a lot of people see non-league as honest and fair and decent. Whereas, obviously, in our league, we haven't got the TV, the 24-7 news flashes like they have on, you know, on, on certain news channels. That's where I think it sets it apart. I don't. I still follow the Premier League. I, I, I obviously I follow Man United closely. I always have done. But I don't enjoy it as much, I must admit. Even match of the day now, it's almost... There's just something... I can't necessarily put my finger on what it is, but it, it is becoming more and more of a TV show at the top. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, I, and I prefer the blood, thunder, and guts of the of non-league circuit. I mean, today I was thinking about it. What we would have been playing Wildstone today, and I was thinking, what a lovely day for it. You know, sits, you know, sitting on the terrace in with a pint in hand. You know that that sort of thing. That's where that's the realism of non-league football. That's where it sets it apart. Yeah, and. I think we're still discovering where football is going in that sense. You know, we, you and I can sort of remember, remember it has changed so rapidly, like you said. And I think over the course of the next, you know, I guess five, 10 years, we're going to have a better idea of where that's going to be. I mean, the, the money in the TV stuff is just so crazy that, and that, that influences so much in what's going on. Um, uh, I share a sort of similar view to you because I, you know, I was living away from Weymouth for a while. And then since moving back and coming to games, like I just have a sort of new appreciation for the club that uh, I get. I just didn't have before, to be perfectly honest with you. And, you know, if the Premier League was to shut down tomorrow, but, you know, uh, Weymouth was the non-league was still going to carry on. I'd be perfectly made up and happy with that because I get so much from those games that I cannot get from the Premier League and the TV show side of it. It's a good way to put to put it. And I think, yeah, as I say, we're discovering where it's going and I don't know where it's going to go, but um, yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, and I suppose on a sort of similar note, because you're involved with this sort of central pillar of the community, you know, for Weymouth, the club, you know, if we weren't to have the club, it would be, it would be a huge, there'd be a huge hole in the community. So how do you think, what sort of role does the club play for a town like Weymouth? There's a lot. I mean, generally speaking, our attendances have averaged over a thousand this season. In fact, they have. I don't think we've had many attendances that have dipped below. We, we. Oh, I don't want to make this sound too like, oh, look at us, we're saints. But maybe to a lot of people, we are, and people look forward to their Saturday, to their Tuesday night, to the end of the week, and. Like some people look forward to going to the pub on a Friday night. Them same people or other people will look forward to going and watching their local team on a Saturday. So, you know, which I guess stems back to the fact that we've tried keeping things ticking over. Not, I've not seen many non-league clubs that, for whatever reason, have been able to stream games from as recent as last season. So, you know, it's a massive part in so many people's lives, even people that can't always get to the games because of work and kids and various other reasons. That's why I like us to be as active as possible on our social media channels, constantly giving updates, constantly giving people um, something to hold on to. It's a huge part of the community, just like for some people, I don't know, the local boxing club is, is a massive part. And we want to make it, as family friendly and as welcoming and that's why when we do things like come up with your own ideas that's genuine we mean that if you've got any decent ideas we want to hear it we want to we want to see how fun we can make it we want to see i mean just tomorrow we're doing a, a school quiz so the idea of that is during these times obviously there's no football to watch live um so we're getting the primary schools involved it's actually I give credit to a friend of mine who works at Chickwell Primary and he came up with kind of, we jointly come up with the idea of doing a quiz, a football quiz that people can get involved with, kids can get involved with, send in your answers, win a mascot package, things like that, you know. So when we eventually do come back, we've got something for them to look forward to. 
That's fantastic. And yeah, no, I love to hear that. And I think, as I said, I lived away from Weymouth for a while. And when I moved back, I I recognised, you know, sort of point uh, things in our community that do kind of keep the town together. And the club is such a big, uh, a big part of that. And, um, and I think um, if, if there's, if the, if the club can be doing anything, you know, big or small to just show that it's, you know, like you said, there's some other clubs that maybe aren't taking steps and doing what they can to keep their fans engaged and do things. And I don't know what that speaks of for their attitudes, but I, yeah, I'm sort of proud to be a fan of the club and it makes me proud to live here in the town as well. It sort of goes beyond the football club itself. It's sort of, yeah, it's a really sort of broad overarching thing. So it's really good to see. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I'll sort of start to wrap things up now. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but and you may not want to answer this, but what do you think, in your opinion, what, or I suppose there's two ways to this question. What do you what do you think should happen to the rest of the season, and what would you like to happen for the rest of the season? No, of course, I, I'm going to answer it. I, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> what do I think will happen? I'll go for first because I think that's an easier one to to answer. I think. I can't see a way in which they can finish the regular season, which means that I can still see a way of concluding results. I've heard this is all rumours as well. I don't know whether this is this is all going to be up for debate or up for option, but I've heard nil-nil draw for all teams till the end of the season to determine end positions, then having an end-of-season playoffs. I've heard the points per game, which I personally despise the idea of. I, I just, it doesn't, it, I, I don't like that at all. And I equally don't like null and void. I, but if I had to, if there's no realistic option to finish the season, I would go towards null and void over points per game. That's my view. Now, we're and it, obviously points per game would actually benefit us because we're third. We would stay third, but which would obviously guarantee us a home playoff, things like that. But I can see it going one of two ways. I think they'll end the season with null and void, or you'll have a situation where they try and rush through the playoffs at the end of the season. The thing with our league to remember as well, for those that might not necessarily know, is that we can't have relegation because of the step three teams not applying the promotion relegation rule because of null and void, yeah. that can't happen. What do I want to happen? Of course, I want us to win the playoffs and get promoted. <laughs> it's it's so strange, isn't it? It's strange times. And it's, it's also fascinating to watch it all unfold, you know, at the top flight as well and see what they're yeah. doing and all, all well, this kind well, of thing. I mean, I don't like words like expunged. I think that's an awful word. Yeah. Because the null and void option, but obviously another thing to remember is certain players of ours this season won't be getting their landmarks like 250 games 200 games 300 games you know that's another thing that I find disappointing yeah and I think um, even even for part-time footballers even people who are not at top flight I think it's a big it, it's it's hugely impactful to them you know it's for, for all that to be taken away um, and then as I say to to just pick it up again is also quite an extreme measure as well. Like, you know, if they was to say, yeah, just so you know, you know, in two weeks time, it's all kicking off again. It's like, 
you know, what kind of preparation has been done? Are people in the right frame of mind for this? Is it fair to, to ask people to continue playing football games during this time? Like, it's, there's so much to think about, and it's, you know, is why I wanted to talk to you today because because what's happening right now is affecting every single person in different ways so it's been really cool to get an insight into how how it's affecting the club and you know I appreciate your honesty and I mean I sort of hope that you know whatever happens you know we can have another chat at some point hopefully under more positive circumstances I mean it's a, it has been a relatively positive chat this day but we've tried yeah we've tried making it as positive as possible no it's yeah. been a it's been an absolute pleasure and obviously so I'm hoping that people notice that you know I'm open and we're open as a club and I reiterate the what I said before any idea is a good idea and um, obviously as well I hope that you're around next season so you can help us with some video in yeah no I'd love to be involved and as I say I, I'm yeah I'm really missing football at the moment I know loads of people are and when it does finally come back I think it's going to be good I hope everybody is going to have a newfound appreciation for going to games I'm sure we're going to have you know big party when everything gets back yeah can I, can I just make another point on that sorry before I, I hope that it does change people uh, when you're in a room with someone get off your phone and, and have an actual conversation do, do you know what I mean that sort of I'm hoping that people appreciate other people a bit more after this. Yeah, me too. And I think uh, I, I get I get the feeling that people are, for the most part, you know, are taking a valuable lesson from what's happening, and there will be a newfound appreciation for lots of things in their lives, including you know going to a game on a Saturday. So uh, it's you know I'm certainly going to be making sure that I don't take it for granted anymore. You know, I live so bloody close to the to the ground anyway, so it's silliness. Um, anyway, all right. Well, yeah, let's um, let's catch up again soon. I really appreciate your time, Josh. Take it easy. Um, stay safe and all that, and uh, we'll speak again soon, buddy. No worries, mate. Thanks a lot for that. Thank Cheers. You. Take care. Cheers. Cheers, Bye-bye. mate. Bye-bye.